Good afternoon. Welcome to the Real Christian Podcast. I'm here with PJ Barnes, the legend out of Crab Orchard, Tennessee. Yep. Yep. And I'm here with the one and only Alex Sixkiller, greatest powerlifter in the this side of the Mississippi, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One for one. Brought yeah. it home. I can't can't beat 100 percent winning percentage, right? Oh, it's a hundred. Yeah. 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 So, what are we about? Yeah, so... What is The Real Christian Podcast about? So, you know, the first word in the, the, first word in the title here is real. And, you know, that's something we strive for because I feel like a lot of times, especially nowadays, people are really fake. And we're trying to be real with you, you our problems. To, you don't have to look at the camera because we're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, though. Yeah. Okay. But I would say, you know... Being real with each other, not yeah. not just each other, with the everybody that listens to this, and yeah. just kind of help people out, you know, help yeah. people in their walk with faith, and you know, the physical workout world, that kind of stuff, just really to hopefully inspire people, because our goal with this podcast, I feel like, is if we can reach one pe- one person, then our job is done, our work our work is worth it. Yeah, I feel like. We aren't going to sugarcoat anything, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, whatever we're struggling with, like, right now, like, we're not going to be afraid to talk about it. Because, yeah. like, that's what everybody struggles with. Yeah. I mean, if we mess up, you know, we're yeah. going to be straight up about that. Because yeah. people mess up. And yeah. I don't want to act like this person on a pedestal or on a podium because I completely lose that relativeness to the person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't feel like I'm qualified to do this at all. Hey, nobody's qualified you know? to do it. You know? Yeah. But I feel like doing it through, like, a podcast will, like, be easier to reach people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think podcasts are, like, you know, building habits. And I think podcasts are great when you do that. Especially, like, if you're a Christian. There are so many good Christian podcasts, or, like, Christian podcasts out there that, like, are really good information. Yeah, and like I don't like obviously we're gonna be like information like Bible based, but like it's also gotta be real world, like real world problems like Yep. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So in occasion we'll we'll touch on some fitness stuff. Oh, we'll talk about fitness pretty early. Oh yeah. Fitness I feel like fitness is a big part of like my relationship with God. Yeah. I mean I always pray to God before like I start any workout. You know, thank him for what he's gave me. Yeah. So I do think, for us at least, working out and, like, faith goes hand in hand. Yeah. I mean, you're, like, in my opinion, just like whenever you work out, you're building your, like, you're building yourself up physically. I also connect that, like, spiritually. I feel like every time I work out, like, I'm making myself better. Like, my motto is get 1% better every day. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with spiritually and physically. Like if I don't work out every day, I don't feel right. Just like if I don't read my Bible every day, I don't feel right. Because I feel yeah. like I'm growing to closer to God every single time I work out. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Got anything else? I think I'm good on that, yeah. I think we're yeah. good, but uh, yeah. All right. So I think tonight we're going to kick it off with your testimony. Yeah, for sure. Just to get get to know the. P.J. Barnes. Yeah, for sure. So Patrick Barnes Jr. Yeah, as he said before, you know, crab butcher legend. Uh, 
born and raised in crab orchard my whole life grew up in church kind of just you know going with life like i don't have like a crazy testimony by any means Damn. but those are the more practical ones you yeah know? yeah like i don't either yeah i think mine's born as crap yeah but. like growing up growing up in tennessee it's like man you are in the bible belt like you were in the Bible Belt. There's if you like didn't, sixty churches. Yeah, there's a hundred. There's like hundred five churches in our county, and we're in like not even one of the bigger counties in Tennessee. Yeah. And it's like you're in Crab Orchard. Yeah, that's nowhere. That's nowhere. But like, if you did not grow up in church, there is something wrong. Like there is something wrong if you did not grow up in church in Tennessee. Like oh, it's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah. But uh, it was weird if you didn't go to church. Yeah. Like I was going to school. Like when I didn't really go to church, I was like, what the heck? Like, am I weird? Yeah. You know? But uh, grew up at like a Christian church, which pretty much, uh, pretty much just as Baptist as Baptist gets. Like they didn't say yeah. Baptist, but it was Baptist. It was backwards, backwards Baptist. Oh yeah, it was a, uh, it was suit and tie every Sunday. What was it called? Crab Orchard Christian Church, man. <laughs> yeah, Crab Orchard Church. Would be. Yeah, so grew up in Crab Orchard Christian Church, where my whole family went. Uh, my entire mom's side went to Crab Orchard Christian Church. Uh, my dad's side didn't go to church as much, but if they did, they went to like the rival church in Crab Orchard. Oh yeah. Like it was like the other big church in Crab Orchard that everybody went to. Um, Biggest in 20 people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean Crab Orchard Christian Church, I mean it was probably two, two fifty a weekend, which is not bad. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, you know, definitely had a dead faith in it. <laughs> One, because I was like nine years old. <laughs> and two, because I feel like as time goes on, you know, churches need to evolve. And that church, ha it was not at the time for me. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole point that... It wasn't as progressive. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the whole point, like, my family decided to move from Crowdwater Christian Church was we decided to go somewhere that had, like, a legitimate youth program. Yeah. Because that is very important. Yeah. Like, when did you start going to Rev? I started going to my home church, let's see, it's what, 10 years old now? Yeah, I think. It just, just turned 10, like just yeah. turned 10. It was either 10 or 9, I think. I want to say I started going seven, eight years ago. But like, I, I, so I hopped around a couple different churches, found a couple churches that I really enjoyed that my parents weren't as big of a fan of, uh, got plugged in on Sundays at those churches. I mean, I probably went to four or five different churches within the span of like a year and a half. Yeah. And then landed at Revolution, which has been my home church. I was employed there. Like, yeah. it was been through thick and thin with that church. Oh, you know? yeah. And started going there in probably 2015, 2016. What grade were you in? I want to say it was fourth or fifth grade. Really? Yeah. Dang. Yeah, it was, so it was fourth so or fifth you grade. you were there at middle school. Yeah, because they didn't have a youth program like right off the bat. Like, we were just at, we, we started at a movie theater. And it was like set up, tear down every single week. So I helped with like the set up, tear down part. I was serving in kids when I was supposed to be in kids. <laughs> like it was crazy. I was like the prototype for the church. But uh, they call you the legend. Yeah, my gosh, you know. Um, started a youth program when I was in fifth grade. Like as soon, like I was almost in sixth grade, but it was only sixth grade and up. So I came to our like head pastor. And I was like, I'm going to youth, and he did not argue with it. It's like. He didn't disagree with me. Like he didn't argue with me. I was just like, I'm going to youth. And he was like, sure. So I started going to youth like a year early. How many, how big do you think youth was back then? Youth, so like kids -wise. whenever we started youth, 20 people. 
funny. If, if, if even. So he started with a high schooler. And as like a youth pastor, great guy, love him to death. Um, so he did it. He grew it to like probably 60 people. I was there the first ever youth. And whenever, I mean, I think the first ever youth we had was like 18 people. And then right now we're running on average like 90 people. So it's like I've saw it grow from like six to 90. And I've saw everything in between. Yeah. Like, you know, at one point we got up to like 100 on a weekly basis before COVID. Dang. And then, but everybody's faith was dead. Mm-hmm. It's a long story. But like, and then it dropped back down. But Which might have been a good thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, we we film these on Sunday night, so we just got off church. But uh, I have some thoughts on youth right now. Yeah. It's like a lot of people being fake. A lot of people being fake right That's now. That's how it is. Yeah. Shoot, I was being fake when I was at youth. Yeah, yeah. Well, being honest. Like I was fake, like from sixth to eighth grade. Like I was cussing. Uh, I was going to parties, but I wasn't drinking or anything. In, like, 7th and 8th grade. Because that's all we had to do in Crossville, Tennessee. And, like, and there just wasn't a lot to do other than church and go watch my friends get drunk. Like, fortunately, like, I didn't choose that, choose that path. Because, like, I was like, I don't feel right being here, much less doing this stuff. So, you know, I never did it. But as time kind of went on... uh Sixth and eighth grade, and then I got baptized in sixth grade, but I wasn't actually living the way I should. Beginning of so freshman year. You weren't saved, you think? I, I think I was saved. I just think that I was misled because I was so young. So, like, when do you think you got saved? I think I started, like, living like it. Sophomore year, probably. Okay. Freshman year, I was kind of putting on this front because I was, like, the Christian kid. Yeah. Like, Oh, he ran FCA at Crab Orchard, like my elementary school. It's like, you know, I was, like everybody always told me, I was, I was like, I love different. Like I always had to bring up Jesus and something like that. I gotta make sure this thing's recording. Oh yeah, we chilling, we chilling, we chilling. But uh, like I always, in every conversation, I had to bring up Jesus. Yeah. But I was kind of living in front and I was a phony. Like yeah. still sometimes I am, you know. And... uh. So like okay, back to my testimony. We got time for this, right? Okay, oh yeah, we got time. Okay. So they won't close the library until we're done. I started going to church uh, at Revolution in sixth grade. Yeah. Kind of like I, I started like I love baseball. Baseball was my love growing up. It's my first love. That's what I tell everybody. Like grew up playing baseball. That's what I should have stuck with. Built like a football player, and somehow I ended up on basketball. That's yeah, stupid. But actually, I ended up on golf. That's what I'm on right now. Love it. But uh. Like, as a, a sixth grade, quit baseball. Like, my heart was broken. I was like a 5'2 kid. Like, I did hit my growth spurt. Like, for reference, I'm like 6'1 now. But, like, I was like 5'2 in sixth grade. Like, I, I was not growing. I was like the shortest kid in class. My dad's like 6'3, so I was like, what the crap is going on? Like, I just don't have the growing genes. But then, seventh grade, I went from like 5'2 to 5'10. But, uh, like, that summer, going into seventh grade, my grandpa was in Vanderbilt's ICU for six months, like pretty much on his deathbed. They had him cut from like pretty much right below his <clears throat> Adam's apple all the way to below his belly button, okay. like open. Like they left him oh. open. Yeah. Oh. And oh, it was crazy. Yeah. So he had like 17 surgeries, uh, six like hardcore procedures. Dang. And 
I mean, that's my, that's my grandpa. Like, you know, we had a really good connection growing up too. Yeah. But it kind of just like opened my eyes that, holy crap, man, this stuff's real. Like this stuff is legit. Yeah. And that during that entire time, like my great grandma on my mom's side passed away and she was like one of the closest people in my life. Yeah. Like changed my perspective on everything. Yeah. Because, why are you smiling? I didn't know if they were out there, but like, I so, said, you know, it changed my perspective on everything. And as, like, I felt like I was in such a low point. Yeah. Like, there were things that were happening. Like, I quit baseball. My great-grandma passed away. My grandpa was in ICU. Like, my life was just going down the drain. It felt like I was at, like, rock bottom for the time. Yeah. So I had to kind of, like, got plugged into the youth program. Saved my life, I swear. Like, not even exaggerating, like, saved my eternity. Because if I wouldn't have got plugged in in youth at that time, I think I would be a completely different person now. Like, I really oh, so do. So, what yeah. do you think changed you? I mean, I think, you know, being like, oh, man, death is legit. Like, I'm going to die one day. Turn around. I should probably figure out what the crap is going on. Yeah. You know? But, which, like, I wasn't even living like that in, like, 7th, 8th grade. But, like, as soon as freshman year hit, I was like, man... There are so many fake people. Like, I do not want to be like this. I want people to know whenever I say something, it's going to happen. Like, it's just the way I was raised. Like, your word is your word. Like, if you don't do that, you're getting, like, punished pretty much. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 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 Except for the gym. No. But, uh, freshman year rolls around, sophomore year goes, there's this freaking kid. So, like, I was, like, the guy at our youth program. I was the guy. Oh, you were the OG guy. OG Shake and Bakes, what we called it. It was our uh, small group on Wednesday nights. We're probably running 50, 60 people, maybe even 70 at this point. I was point. there at that point. Yeah, probably yeah. 60 or 70 people. And there was, like, we split up into small groups. And my small group was a whole bunch of not great influences and Donovan Wadsworth. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much how it went down. Yeah. And, uh... I was like the guy. Like, I was the guy that brought down the Bible verses. Like, I read, like, my Bible twice a week, but somehow it lined up perfectly with the message. And I'm like, this is what I'm going to say so I sound smart. Uh, and, like, I went on shake and bake, right? And then this one kid freaking came in the group, Donovan Wadsworth. I was so jealous of this kid. I, you don't even understand. And he came to my group shortly after. Yeah. Like, how oh, my back is it doing? Backs at you, man. But like, this kid comes in and he's out bobbling me. He is out bobbling me. I'm like, this is stupid. Oh, yeah. This is stupid. I don't like this. Yeah. So I get to like really get to know Donovan. We become really good friends. Like his testimony, we're gonna have to have him on sometime. His testimony oh, yeah. is crazy, man. Oh yeah. Like it is tear I've already talked to him. It's it's rough. But uh, yeah, kind of just you know as I went on with my life and stuff. He has still been a big influence to this day because like he always pushed me to be better, no matter what. Like he was kind of like the standard. Like he was the baseline for me. Not that he like, tried to be the standard. He just he just is he's just he that is. guy. He's, he's just that, that guy. guy. <laughs> I mean, he really is. But uh, so as I like continue to go on, it was start of junior year. So I dislocated my kneecap sophomore year. Like basketball was terrible. Basketball was terrible all four years. Until I like actually changed my perspective. I'm yeah. big on mindset right now. Yeah. Like the last three months, my mindset's been completely different. But like, so sophomore year rolls around, dislocate my kneecap, sucks, right? Go through 
uh, start talking to this girl. So this is COVID year. Ooh. This is my sophomore year. Yeah. I start talking to this girl. Um, probably February. Because it's a crazy thing, right? So I dislocated my kneecap, and I was out for like three months. And this girl just tore ACL right before COVID, and I was kind of just there to like support her. Yeah, like you know, I was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" Like, I know it's gonna be difficult. It'll be okay. You know, you'll get back to where you're pretty much normal. And I guess my charm just got to her. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh-huh. But uh, kind of like fell for this chick. First, first girl that I ever like fell for hardcore. Mm. Like I'd never dated anybody up to this point. Her first love. I mean, kinda, yeah. DJ's first. Like love. legit. Yeah. But uh, go on. She's like, okay, let's take a break through. Yeah, breaks never work. Yeah, she's like, let's 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 take a break. Like we weren't dating it. We weren't official. We were just talking. She's like, let's take a break uh, through the summer. She posted a picture of the guy during the summer. This was COVID. I'm like, bruh, I was I was mad. So I started hitting the gym, man. CrossFit. I had a CrossFit gym in my backyard. So like I wasn't breaking any of the COVID rules. I got in like stupid shape. Like I was winning CrossFit competitions my junior year consistently, like every other weekend, because I was working out every day, twice a day. The only thing I did was I ate like 300 calories a day, I swear. And it was straight like ice cream. Like it was terrible nutrition. It was terrible nutrition. But like I was working out twice a day and I was playing Call of Duty. Man, I was a nerd at Call of Duty at the time, man. Modern Warfare 2019. See, I I haven't played in so long. I wouldn't even know. But then freaking my cousin calls me like the day of my birthday, junior year. He's like, hey, uh... You want to go on a double date? I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't have a girl. And he's like, oh, I got you, I got you. Like, it's oh, it's one of my girlfriend's friends. I'm like, okay. My cousin couldn't even drive, so I had to drive him. And uh, I went to the bowling alley. Oh. Do you want to turn up the light closing the door? You know? Oh, yeah, yes. we're good. Sorry. Thank you. But, so, <laughs> nice. Uh, no, she was like, oh. But, like, yeah. Uh, or was that? Oh yeah, double day, right? Get invited to the bowling alley into a concert. It's a Christian concert, right? Who's playing? Oh crap! My uncle knows the drummer. I got to meet the drummer. Like I got to meet the entire band. That's pretty cool. Crap! What is his name? Is a uh, anyway Avenue Noir or, or whatever. It's a band. So uh, we go to this. Everything's great. Like I'm like, man, I miss this. Like have, feeling like a need from somebody, you know? Like this person really liked me. That's not like what I felt. Uh, went to a concert, went bowling, everything went great. Start texting this chick every single day again. Got an internship at my church, which was like my dream. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's great. I was, I was reading my Bible every day. I was praying every day. I was uh, listening to sermons like every night, yeah. like every single night. I just started college. Yeah. Kind of. Well, I started college when I was a junior. and Why do you think it was your relationship with God was so much better when you were working at the church? It just felt like everything was going right. Yeah. Like, I had nothing yeah, yeah. to complain about. Like, I was in the best shape of my life. I just started college. I had a girl. Everything was going right. So. Girlfriend. Then, girl. Well, not girlfriend. Not girlfriend. We were never oh, official. Oh. We were never official. Well, we just hung out. We just point. we just hung out a lot. Oh. We went on like seven dates within like three weeks. It was crazy. But uh, yeah. so 
go on fall break, like the end of October, and basketball is going terrible, as always. College is going terrible. Precalculus is killing me. Made a 46 on my first test, 47 on my first test. I actually made a 19, then she let everybody retake it. I made a 47. Yeah. So, as and I go technically through, you're still in high school and you're just like taking yeah, college yeah. classes. I'm a so junior. You're like, how old were you? Like 16? Yeah. yeah. Started college at 16 and then hard classes, pre-calculus, college chemistry, Shoot, college biology. Through pre-cal, so. What is it? I cheated my th- way through pre-cal. <clears throat> I couldn't. But, uh, yeah, so like as that went on, like the day before I left for vacation, she was like, hey, uh, I think we should not talk anymore. I'm like, what the crap? Blindsided me, dude. I was listening. Nah, bro. I was listening to a Stephen Furtick podcast, or a Stephen Furtick song. Like, I was listening there, taking notes, like, reading my Bible, like, praying, like, yeah. all the good stuff, like, right before I go to bed. She starts texting me. I'm like, dude. She's like, I have something to tell you. I was like, dude. Dang it, man. So, like, that happens. I have to, like, ponder on that over my entire fall break. So, she just, we're taking a break? She texts me. She texts me. She texts me, like, later that night. She was like, by the way, you were just a rebound the entire time. Oh, Oh yeah, that was stung, man. That was stung. But uh, that's right. By the way, I completely forgave this person. Like, great. Sure? She is a great person. Mm-hmm. She really is. She's a great person. Don't know who it is. Yeah, so. she's a great person. Uh, yeah, good Christian. She broke person. your heart. Oh, absolutely. Shattered didn't, didn't just didn't just break it, man. <laughs> Took it and ripped it in half. No, the but first uh, time she's like, yeah, we're done. Yeah, but you're well, like. I feel like everything's going right for me. And then slowly, like, every part of my life fell apart. Yeah. That fell apart. Then college fell apart. I got with another big one at Christmas. Like, it sent me, like, my relationship with God was failing because I was so busy with basketball. Because, like, yeah. if you guys have played, like, high school sports, first day of November. All day, every day. Yeah, like, the first day of November, it is 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Then I was practicing JV and varsity at the time because my coaches are freaking crazy. But, like, it was... 1.30 to 6 o'clock at night. Yeah. Like, I was practicing, like, five and a half, six hours a day. Yeah, you guys had a basketball class. Yeah. You and guys had I was a practicing. Class. I was practicing five and a half or six hours a day. Like, yeah. I had no time to read my Bible, to go to church, to do my homework. And, like, I was so in a hole. Like, bad in a hole. And that just ate at me and ate at me and ate at me. So, like, I was working the church the entire time. But, like, I was, my relationship with God was dead. Was dead, and even now, like I'm still trying to recover from that. I would say I was probably depressed for like eight nine months, mm-hmm. like legitimately depressed. Because like, of basketball and like your relationship with God. Yeah, I'd say basketball and my relationship with God. Because like basketball was my identity. Like I went through like an identity crisis. I was like, okay, I've always been that guy Christianity wise, but like that's not in my identity. So like, I was always a basketball player. Yeah. Hit that growth spurt in seventh grade, eighth grade, like I was the guy in my elementary school. And like, we were pretty decent at the time. Like that was the best my elementary school's been. To being like the guy years. to. To being nobody, man. Yeah. To being a nobody. And like, I have commitment issues because I've had like four best friends leave like throughout my lifetime. And it's just like, at that point I was like, man, what the crap is going on? This is terrible. So you get your heart broken. We got basketball that sucks. We yeah. College. And so like, right I start gaining weight. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I was probably 200, 205. Yeah. Gained 60 pounds within probably 
year and a half, two years. Like, and it wasn't good, wasn't, wasn't good muscle. Like, it wasn't good weight. It was bad weight, about hands down. But, uh, like, I don't know. I felt so, like, out of control of my life. Yeah. But, uh, you know, continued to work at the church, found the perfect girl for me, somebody that was equally yoked, and pushes me every day to get better physically, spiritually, mentally. But, uh, you know, as time goes on, like, my relationship with God is still repairing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, which, I, of course, I, like, I go through ebbs and flows. Like, there was a time this summer where I was reading my Bible, like, three hours a day I was getting some kind of something into me, whether it was, like, a podcast or me actually sitting there reading my Bible, praying, a sermon. Like, I had so many different ways of, uh, like, coming into me. Like, I'm a firm believer that whatever's coming in is going to go out. Yeah. Like, as soon as staff retreat was over, dude, oh, my gosh. It's like a month and a half of just greatness. Like, yeah. my relationship with God is better than ever. <laughs> they just turned off the lights. <laughs> they just, they're, just, they're shutting us out of here, bro. Yeah. We'll be all right. So we'll be we got right. five minutes. Yeah, we got five minutes. I'll wrap it up. So, I'll wrap it up. But, like, as we're, as it, like, um, going on, like, now my relationship, like, I've learned what I've learned from this entire situation Every hardship that I've been put through, everything I've been through, is like, God has challenged me. Because I know that's something, it's either something I have faced, I am facing, or I'm going to face in the future. And like, it's just, it's a day-to-day thing where my relationship with God, like, I've struggled, the biggest thing I've struggled with is like finding my ministry. And because I moved cities for college, it's like finding my ministry is the biggest thing. But, yeah. Yeah. So that's something I've been praying through. So like, you're... Like, you never had to come to Jesus moment. It was just... I never really had, like, a come to Jesus moment. It's more just, like, yeah. a gradual, man, I'm stupid, and Jesus is right. Yeah. Jesus has the is. answers, you know? Yeah, that's how it is. And I think that's the most practical way. Like, not everyone has a near-death experience. And yeah. Like, or, like, a wake-up moment. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have a wake-up moment. I just had, like, a gradual growing of really... Which I'm sure, like, I miss parts of my testimony, but, like... Yeah, we do have, like... Two minutes. Two minutes. Like, I'm sure I missed parts of my testimony, but that'll come up in like future episodes. Yeah. But yeah. This is kind of just surface level of like. Oh yeah. Yes. We could spend hours probably talking about. Oh yeah. Which we may at some point. Yeah. We may at some point. But we are currently in the Tennessee Tech Library at 9:56, and they just turn off the lights. Yeah. So So. we may get locked in here for the night and may record like eight podcasts, or we may get out. You never know. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Well, we'll see you next time. Yep. We will see you guys next week.